Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? villains and welcome to for the love of Paul McGrath podcast and tonight you're joined by Neil and not Paddy tonight we've got a guest and we've got a lovely guest we've got Danny from the Bedford villains Danny how are you doing today good afternoon good evening I'm very good thank you excellent Excellent. It's good to hear. Good to hear. There's a bit of a pep in your step. I think this slowly coming out of lockdown. I know we're doing that here today and I know you guys are doing that there as well in the UK as well. It's a, it's a bit of a lift, I think, to the kind of the to the psyche, albeit a bit trepidatious, I think, really in certain ways. But how are you finding it so far? And uh, what are your views, I suppose, in, in general about what's going on? Well, not views on what's going on, because I think we all know what they are. But what's the feeling, I suppose, in the nation the first day where lockdown seems to be lifted? Do you know, it's, it, well, this week, fans were allowed back in the stadium. Mm. Uh, so yeah. that's the main thing. Um, of course, Phillip Park is in tier three. So we, we all have to wait just a little bit longer, mm. which personally I'm fine with. I'd rather it be safe to go. Um, uh, and then we can just really enjoy it. But um, I live in a tier two area. Um, oh, so... look at you! Oh, the, the, yeah. envy, the envy of about ninety percent of the listeners of the podcast. I know, Ooh. and I, I'm so I, I'm not going to rub it in or anything. So, <laughs> um, I'm I'm still being good. I'm going to going to stay in and stay home, and I'm not going to the pub or anything. But um, she told me yeah. beforehand she was already in eight pubs today, guys. Don't. <laughs> <you>? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not. I am home from work though, and I do have a really nice, nice pint of Guinness on the go here. Yeah, you knew you were coming on the Irish podcast, so if you were going drinking Guinness, actually, it's like our cultures have met just there because I just had a pint of purity ale of the Aston Villa purity ale go. just before I came on. So uh, it's like we, <laughs> you know, it should Aston be the opposite. Villa that just transcends borders. Absolutely, it? <laughs> it, it it actually it actually really does, and and, and uh, you know the the I suppose the kind of from doing this podcast, actually that's that's a good point. From doing this podcast, the amount of people that have reached out from literally, like I've had somebody message me from Russia, you know, and they're like, I'm a, I'm born and bred in Russia. I my their English wasn't very good, but they were able to tell me that they've been following Aston Villa for ages, and obviously, I, I well, I won't say obviously, but I did think it might have been a bot. Uh, but I went on and yeah, lo and behold, they were there 2014, 2013, 2012. They were posting about Aston Villa and I was like, this is actually really cool. And, uh, you know, the, there is a lot of a Villa diaspora, I think, out around there. And it's uh, it's just amazing to get to talk to people, you know. it's Even myself and Paddy here, you know, two Irish mockers here over. And, and we like everybody else following Man United and Liverpool and we decided to follow Aston Villa and weren't we the smart boys because uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't change my team for anybody else. Exactly. I feel the same. You know, the two of us chatting about Aston Villa right now when neither of us are a Brummie. Um, and I just, you know, Villa's massive. Um, but the reason why I support um, Aston Villa is because I did actually spend some time growing up in Birmingham. Um, so they were really important formative years for me. Um, so despite being from Manchester, um, my family were never really big into football. So um, I wasn't pushed or pulled towards um, City or United. Um, and yeah, so I was a free agent by the time I was nine and <laughs> went down to Birmingham. And uh, so it's been Aston Villa ever since, since 1994. And I've, 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 I've got such a deep love for the club and you know I'm fortunate enough to be a season ticket holder and um I've got my other half involved he's he's villain mad as well and it's just a great big family mm-hmm. um but I'm I'm missing it and you mentioned about the lockdown um of course I'm in the Bedford Lions and we have not seen each other properly since well we were all together. First, first of March. That was Wembley Carabao yeah, Cup final. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty hard going. Um, of course, we've all got like group chats and whatnot. And it, initially, at the start, we were doing all the Zoom quizzes with everybody else. But nothing is quite the same as uh, all meeting up in the Holt Suite before a game. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Would you believe myself and Paddy, we've been doing this, uh, well, we, I, I've been doing the podcast, uh, oh gosh, I can't even remember when I started doing the podcast, but Paddy kind of came on more or less full time in, in February and we've only ever met each other in 3D once because I believe that we've only ever met each other in 3D once. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So I don't know, this is like one of the biggest, uh, myself and Paddy, it's like one of the biggest video dating uh, episodes <laughs> I think that we've ever, you, you've ever seen. Yeah, you two have a wonderful chemistry, by the way. <laughs> I was only joking about us dating, you know. I was only joking about us dating. I don't think his wife would quite, would quite uh, like that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's one of my favorite bromances on the podcast scene at the moment. 
<laughs> we're like, do you ever watch the Muppets? Do you ever watch those the two guys <laughs> above in the above in the box, uh, the kind of the gallery, Statner and Waldorf? That's we're like, we revel in other people's uh, misfortune, um, mostly our own, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that's that's what we try to be. But uh, no, it's uh, uh, like we've been. It was funny because. Um, I was supposed to go over to the uh, to the League Cup final as well, but um, I do. I was doing a, a. I was actually emceeing a boxing uh, event uh, the same weekend, and I committed to that. But uh, myself and Paddy were supposed to go over together. We never actually met each other at that stage either, so we were going to meet each other over in over in Wembley. But uh, wow. um, yeah, uh, the boxing event was was actually one of the last uh, events I was at before lockdown because we locked down on the. Lockdown, I think, in the 10th of March. It was just before St. Patrick's Day. So, as you mm-hmm. can imagine, we've been not only have we been deprived of Aston Villa, we've been deprived of the national drinking holiday, which is St. Patrick's Day. We've been deprived. <laughs> so, oh, oh. I, there was a petition for the government to have two St. Patrick's Days next year. And <laughs> if the government wanted to be re elected to re elected again, they better bow to the will of the people. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Oh, dear. You know, I've got it on my bucket list that I, I need to, uh, next time I go over to Ireland, I'm going to make sure I meet up with some of the Irish Lions groups. Oh, I, I want to yeah. get to watch a game in a bar with, with some of the guys over in Ireland. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like, uh, I would have gone to Villa... A good, a bit, a good bit. Definitely not anywhere near as much as as Paddy would have. Like Paddy's a season ticket holder for umpteen years. Like he was, he was going to games back in '92. I was only seven, so that'll tell you the difference. Um, I think it was '92 he was going to games. It was definitely '95 anyway. I'm probably yeah. doing a little service. He's probably going to listen to this and and give out to me. But uh, yeah, so I I haven't gone to that many games since about 2018, 2017, 18. Uh, just financial constraints, bought a house. You know, decided to grow up. Um, and you live in another country. I mean, that's a good enough reason. So, <laughs> well, good old Ryanair. Good old Ryanair. Is always, you know, it's only twenty quid, and you can fly fly to Birmingham and fly back all in the same day. And you know, it's it's uh, that's what I used to do. I used to fly over. I'd be in Birmingham, walking around, waiting for the bullring to open up at seven o'clock in the morning. Is uh, yeah, wow. it's a, it, it's it's an experience because there's nothing happening. You're literally trying to stay moving because you don't want to sit down in case someone thinks you're a vagrant. <laughs> What's he doing to clear me off or arrest me or something? So, um, yeah, but like as I said, it's very accessible. But I had on my uh, on my list, I had actually earmarked um, about ten games, ten home games to try to get to this year, and obviously I haven't. So that means I need to go to twenty games next year. Um, yeah just to balance it out. So it's going to be fantastic. At this rate, I might as well buy a season ticket. <laughs> yeah, do you know, I'm really missing it. I mean, tonight, we should be playing uh, Newcastle, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm feeling a, a bit deflated. Um, I'm a bit, bit confused about, about that whole decision to postpone it, um, to be honest. I'm in that school of thought where I, I think that they, they either field a team or they forfeit the game. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yes, I would love a free three points and three goals uh, in our goal difference column. It would make a massive difference no matter what, t- no matter where we were in the league. Um, and I remember, Bar- I, I think I saw Dan Bardell put out uh, a tweet during the week as well that shows the actual rule book that says yeah. 14 players have to be down before a game will be called off. And if a game is called off, that there will be serious repercussions. Now, I think probably what happened in this instance is that 
I think Newcastle made their plea to the to the governing body, and I think FA turned around and said to Aston Villa, "Going, listen, this is what Newcastle have asked us." And Villa went, "Okay, you know what? We will do that. We'll do that for for them." Um, I think it might have been a Villa gesture to um yeah. to, to call off the game. Now, uh, so so look, I I, I it's it, hopefully it's the only game that gets that gets called off for. My big my biggest gripe with the whole thing is that we now have two games to catch up on, yeah. and we've got a tough Christmas period coming up, and um, it means that you know, well we're out of the league cup and and we've got Liverpool in the FA Cup. So any kind of advantage that we have in the road, like call us play the shovel here, we might beat Liverpool, but you know, the bookies favourites are going to be Liverpool. We've got brilliant, brilliant history. And the the last two games at home, it's 12-2. Yeah, (laughs) 12-2 on aggregate against Liverpool. Yeah. Bring it. Hopefully. (laughs) I'm hopeful. I hope we do beat Liverpool, but I suppose what it does come down to is we will be playing some weeks whereby, you know, Sheffield United or um, Manchester City and um, and Newcastle United are going to be midweek mm-hmm. games. And yeah, uh, hopefully we. I, I'm kind of of the thought process where I prefer to have the points and be looking at them than have the have the games in hand and be hoping that we get something yeah. for those games. But the other side of me then says, like you said, that maybe they should be made forfeit. But I just couldn't go through the hole if we if we stay up by three points or stay up by goal difference oh because we get a three nil win. I couldn't deal with everybody saying, "Well, you only stayed up because of this again." And, oh, fair uh, enough. Yeah. I, <laughs> Even this week we had it, didn't we? Oh, so. It's just so silly, like isn't it? <sighs> every time it comes up, Monday evening we, you know, VAR mm. was just uh, just absolutely bonkers. And uh, yeah, you see it again, don't you, on social media? You can almost guess actually what team the people that are commenting support before you even click on their profile. The people that have to pipe up. Oh, God. banging I... on about a ghost goal that happened ten games from the end of last season in the first half. It's just oh, honestly get over it. <laughs> And it's and it's not usually Baggies, Wolves, or Birmingham fans either. That's the thing. It's usually <laughs> you know a team that there is no malice towards in the main. You know, it's usually just yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. Uh, I suppose it's a uh, that's a we good sign. No, it's it's a good sign that other teams are are finding us uh, training. I think is is nice. But um, I suppose it really does come back, but Danny to the. To the start of the season we've had, because look, you mentioned that we've got, you know, over the last two games, we do have a 12-2 aggregate score against Liverpool. Um, yeah. Last two games running unbeaten streak against Arsenal. You know, it's been a long time, you know, I'm following Aston Villa since I was about seven years of age. And I don't think I've ever, I don't think we've ever had a two-game winning streak against Arsenal and Liverpool in my whole entire lifetime. And I suppose the kind of, the question I want to ask is, is it fool's goal the start of the season we've had or or uh, can we, I, I suppose, really, I don't know whether, whether the question is, can we keep it up? Or or I suppose, are those two games anomalies? Or do you think that we have that in our locker going forward for the rest of the year? I think, I, I think we're going to keep it up. Um, we've had a couple of games where, I mean, when you consider how well we've done against Liverpool and Arsenal, we're thinking, how did we lose that? Mm-hmm. Um but generally speaking, I'm feeling quite confident and, and it's almost, a, I think someone put a comment on, on Twitter saying, you know, against the top six, Ollie Watkins is unstoppable. So we've got that to look forward to when we play the rest of them, yeah. which is, which is, is fantastic. But, you know, 
the last match, I think we were just unlucky more than anything. Um, but teams do see us as, as, as a threat and, and that was reflected the other night um, when they just parked the bus and, and pff, you, know, you know you're a team that are threatening when you, we've got all those uh, shots on target or uh, whatnot and, and we can't get any through but they're just literally parking the bus on us stifling our creativity which is a bit um, frustrating but it, it seems like we've, we're playing through the lines when we when we were playing against um, Liverpool and Arsenal, we we just we were able to just cut them up. So that was that was great. I think and, we can carry on. And is it is it a matter of is is Ross Barkley being out? I suppose is that that oh, that yeah. seems to be a huge a huge part. And I suppose when we signed Ross Barkley, we all knew that he was going to be a good player for Aston Villa. But we're definitely we've definitely got the better end of the stick. I think from that from that arrangement, and uh, he's become pivotal to the team. And I think we've seen it in the last two games from a creativity standpoint. Yes, we've created created some we've created shots and goal, we've created openings and so on. But um, he's he he takes the pressure off Jack Grealish. Don't you agree? Hundred um, percent. And I think I said something similar a couple of weeks ago um, about Ross Barkley. He looks like he's enjoying. His football Aston Villa. Mm. I mean, it's all well and good coming from um, a club like Chelsea. Obviously, they're massive and they're very successful. You know, they get European football and whatnot. But what's the point if you've got that quality and you spend half of your matches sat on a bench? You know, there are footballers out there that want to play football and has a clear chemistry with Jack Grealish. Mm -hmm. And you can see that Jack seems to play a lot more freely. Um, doesn't appear to have the whole weight of the team and our expectations on his shoulders when you know that he's got that chemistry and that link-up play with Barkley. Um, and as soon as he, he went off, I I was gutted. And I did think um, it would have would have impacted the team mentally from the off. Um, mm. and, it, and, and it did, you know. We, we went on to, um, I can't remember, what was the score? We lost. Um, Last two, yeah, two one to Brighton. Yeah, see these games in my yeah. mind. That's again, we should not be losing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was a massive blow for the team for Ross Barkley to go off so soon. So I can't wait for him to come back. Uh, I think it's going to be particularly great for for Jack Grealish, who, who as we know, is, is an absolute world class player, and everyone can see it now, which is oh. wonderful. He's just like every time I watch him, every time I watch a game, it's funny. Myself and Paddy would be here and saying, Who's man the match? And I, I, I like, you just go, It's Jack Grealish. Yeah, fuck it. We can't say Jack Grealish again. Look, there's no one else better than him. He was the best player. Like, every time he plays, he's the best player in the field. He's he's ridiculously good, and we should cherish him forever because, uh, you know, it's uh, long enough I was hearing about people like, you know, um, Sid Cowens and uh, and Brian Little and, and all these great players from the 80s. And we've got a, a, an equal in, in those players, in Jack Grealish now. And, and he's one of our own, just like those great players from before. And, and it's, it's, it's just fantastic, you know, to see that we have uh, this, you know, we could keep him. And we've got him locked up for five years. Yes, maybe he doesn't stay for five years, but he sees the vision and he sees the 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 outlook for this team and and in five years time he's going to be 30 years of age and if he does want to go and win a league at 30 years of age for provided Villa don't win a league by then um if he does want to go and win a league at 30 years of age I would be 
more like uh, more power to him because like he's just so good. I just he's he's amazing, and 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 you get the odd fan as well. Uh, like we mentioned there before, you get the odd fan that that will say that he just rolls around the ground, but uh, you know, don't even respond to those anymore. They don't even need oxygen. Those types of tweets um, anymore because he's 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 universally seen as probably top three, top four player in, in in the Premier League, if not the top player at the moment at this moment in time. Yeah, so like the story that's been going around Twitter for the last couple of days, I'm sure we've seen it circulating uh, by some journalists who claimed that Aston Villa have put a hundred million price tag on Jack Grealish. Um, for me, he's compl- he's absolutely priceless. Um, as you, as you mentioned, he's, he's he's happy in his football at Villa. It's his boyhood club. He's living every little boy's dream who supports Aston Villa. He's captaining his club. He gets to start every match. And the whole club, uh, the whole team is is built around him. And you can't just slot him into a different system in any other team in the Premier League. Of course, he'll start in any team in the Premier League, but would it be built around him? No, it wouldn't. And if I'm honest, if he ever did leave Villa, I'd, I'd hate to see him go to another English team. If he was ever to leave Villa, it, it needs to be a European team, go get some sun. I've had, I had a premonition that he was, that if he was to leave Villa, he'd sign for someone like Dortmund. And uh, I don't know why, but it just, I, I just had a premonition that he would. If he signed for United, no, oh, I think, I think it'll rip part of my heart out because, like, Paddy, Paddy made a brave statement that said that Villa are a bigger club, bigger club than United at the moment. <laughs> That's Paddy. I don't know, was Paddy on the sauce beforehand? Well, but, uh, United uh, certainly sort of uh, a bit of a shadow of themselves at the moment. They're running in treacle, I think, at the moment, aren't they? They're, they don't mm. really have an identity uh, and they've spent a lot of money and they've... Uh, yeah, they've kind of become victims of their own success under Fergie, yeah. and, and 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 they're trying to recreate. They're, they're not giving anybody time. Like they gave Fergie whatever 28, 20 odd years, thirty odd years, and and they haven't given anybody else any time yet. What they've done is they've given tons of cash. And while this isn't a, a, a United podcast, um, mm-hmm. they can do with a few more years now without winning the league. They won enough during that period of time, and 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 let someone else, you know, rise to the top for a while. Everything does take time, and, and I'm a massive advocate of Dean Smith. Yes. And we've had some rough patches, and there have been elements of the fan base that at some point were saying Smith out. Mm. And for me, I, I, I defend him. And the reason for that is, is a heart back to the example of Manchester United. Yes. Um, but Alex, Alex Ferguson took over Manchester United in 1986, but he didn't actually win the Premier League until 1994. Things take time, and so you have to build the foundations. I want that—that's exactly what is happening at Aston Villa right now. Um, you, you see, we, we started to build our new squad last season. We bought 12, 13 new players. Um, obviously, for we spent quite a lot of money, but when you consider that was on the amount of players that we we bought, we would basically either bargain bin dipping or mm-hmm. taking a lucky dip from. A, a league like you know the Belgian league or something if someone's not Premier League uh proven then hope that we can develop them and we've we've for the best part we've done that with quite a few of the players so if you consider you know your likes of Trezeguet Douglas Louise it's it's just beautiful what's happening to them you know that you can see them developing and and their value is also also massively increasing 
And these are the kind of players that are being developed to play in Jack Grealish's system. They've been bought for him, essentially. And, you know, these things do take time. I am confident of a top 10 finish this season. So at the start of the season, I would have said I'd be happy with 15th. Yeah. Now we can do top 10. Why not? Yeah. As 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 I always say as well, when the situation changes, it's got to change your outlook on certain things as well. And I'm like you, start of the season, I would have said anywhere from 15th up, try not to linger around the 16, 17, 80, 80 mark. Uh, well, 18 means that you're going down, but uh, definitely not linger in that area. But anything from 15th up and a bit of a comfortable finish. But now I think we could we could push up the league a small bit, become more of a... I suppose become more of an attractive uh, yeah. offer, and I think Jack Grealish playing international football, I know, makes us a bit more attractive to more maybe a higher caliber of international player. You know, you mentioned we were bargain bin dipping previously, but it does make us maybe a small bit more uh, attractive to 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 a player maybe that's 28, 29, maybe at the, at his prime in a, in a in a league like maybe Italy or maybe Germany or somewhere like that. I, yeah. I, I can't even think of a t- player off the top of my head. Maybe maybe Milat Rashica decides to. Now is the right time. I don't know where do we go back in from. He's injured now anyway. But, uh, Not that one again. Uh, yeah, he's like he's he's uh, like yeah he's like a rash. He won't go away. But uh, <laughs> maybe he just needs to sign. Maybe he just needs to sign. I don't know. Uh, he was he's a good player. It's just he's injured now at the moment anyway, and he's only played three games this season so well, far. So. I worry about a player that that treats us with such trepidation. I think if they're not committed, neither am I. I don't know. I I think uh, I think the business of football gets in gets in players' way at the moment yeah. an awful lot. Like we see with Benteke, if you could give Benteke back the last five years, he would never have left Aston Villa. Um, oh. And Kismet Kismet talked him into it. His agent talked him into it. And and look, as I I suppose, like how many Kosovan footballers have been able to turn around and make life-changing money from a move to the biggest and most illustrious and probably the wealthiest league in the world I suppose that's probably what he's looking for I, I know he went to stay mm-hmm. in the Bundesliga but uh, he's 26 I think so this is going to be his big move um, and yeah. so I, I could see that happening but yeah uh, I suppose my, with my claret and blue glasses on uh, it's a case of what the fuck are you waiting for it's actually yeah. Villa, you know. So, uh, so look, he might he might end up signing in in January and uh, and coming in and, and doing a job for us. But um, you know, we'll have Wesley back. We'll we'll probably look. I'd say um, maybe towards uh, I don't know, maybe towards another left back, maybe maybe another central midfielder, maybe another winger. I I, I don't know. There's still areas yeah. we do need to strengthen. And so that's the beauty about this season, Danny is. We're what? We're less than four weeks. We're three weeks away, three and a half weeks away from from the transfer window opening again. Albeit about ten games in that period of time, yeah. but still, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And it's yeah. it's 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 a quick year, and and, and it's a year where we've gotten out to a good start. And and going back to the question I asked you, whether it was an anomaly, I myself, I I think we can, you know, tenth is tenth and above is definitely um, within our capability for sure. And um, what's your feelings about the Wolves game? Um, not this weekend, next weekend. Things to early kick off, 12 o'clock game, I think, on a Saturday. You know, I, I never have a good feeling these days about playing Wolves. Yeah. So, uh, 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 depends if they, they turn up as well. I mean, because they also seem to not be playing as well as, as they have the last couple of seasons. 
feel almost like their their system has been unlocked a little bit. So I'd I'd, I'd be happy with a point. That's what I'm going to say. I'm I'm a big advocate of let's not lose any games. Um, yeah. And they'd be happy, you know. Big, big, and and Jimenez is going to be out. Unfortunate injury, cracked skull. Hopefully, he comes back better for it. Um, you know, it was a devastating, looked so innocuous, but uh, you know, a very devastating thing for him to happen. And hopefully, he does yeah. come back. Um, Daddy, we've got kind of half sidetracked talking about Aston Villa because the reason I wanted to get you on is because you're. Uh, I I saw uh, that you were liking posts ca- uh, for uh, a Twitter page called at Running Villa, and I thought that maybe you were one of the the directors as well of Aston Villa, but it's about a, it's a Villa running club. Tell us a small bit about that. That's a fantastic idea, you know, getting fans together with, with the idea of running and so on. Well, um, basically, I mean, I'm not actually a very good runner. Um, so I think that's one assumption everyone's got is because I, I created the the page and the group on Strava that um, I'm, I'm some sort of like Paula Radcliffe figure, but <laughs> I'm a bit, I'm an absolute plodder if I'm honest, and I'm a proper fair weather runner. But lockdown, obviously, is, 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 uh, it's got to a lot of us this year. Um, mm. You know, we've just come out of our second national lockdown here in England um, and it's affected everyone all over the world. And what we notice with the Villa Running Club is that there are actually villains all over the world um, that do like to do a bit of running and show it off on social media because <laughs> uh, we all, you know, need a bit of encouragement from time to time. Yeah, okay. but, we feel the benefits of it. It's it's not just the physical benefit of it. And non-runners won't get this unless they sort of go out and try it for themselves. But um, it's so good for your general well-being and your mental health. Um, speak, I can't speak on behalf of everyone, but particularly when I go for a run, um, I get all my best thinking done. I can put the world to rights. Um and, you know, running isn't something that comes naturally to anybody, to be honest. It's you have to teach yourself to to run. And it's like that, that sounds daft. We can all run. If we, you know, if I had to run for a bus, I could run for a bus. But it's like long distance running where you mm. can switch your brain off, where you stop thinking that, you, you know, about putting one foot in front of the other and that your chest hurts and you think you're going to die and you want to stop. Something clicks all of a sudden and you can just start doing the long distance running and I, I don't know how it happens or when it happens for anyone it's just like an epiphany one day you go out running and, and, and you just get the bug <laughs> and once you can start running and like I said stop thinking about it hurting because it doesn't hurt anymore you you're just getting into the cadence of it you mm. just start doing all your best thinking like I said and it's so good for therapy just for yourself just for organizing your thoughts uh, processing the day we've got work stress family stress anything else like that um uh, so yeah it's great and of course the the, the other benefits of, of regular exercises is the release of serotonin that you get afterwards that, that, mm. that natural chemical release in your brain that makes you feel good yeah. um so yeah, I might be a fair weather runner, but I do it for the feel good benefits. Yeah, and and as a as a man who um and I took it as a compliment to be honest with you when I was asked to to um to maybe don a red suit 
uh, over the next few days and and uh, and make a few visits. Um, that uh, yeah, I, I maybe should have taken it as an invitation to maybe start running a small bit more. Um, <laughs> uh, trying to be very careful about what I say there, you know, but uh, if you can read between the lines, um, <laughs> put it this way, the whiskey nose, the white beard and the, um, the portly belly kind of uh, fit a certain stereotype at this time of year, don't they? Um, <laughs> so you never know if I get my arse and gear at any stage, I'm going to ask you for the Strava and uh, embarrass myself in front of you. Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Everybody's so supportive. Everybody's at different stages of their their running journey. uh, You're going to ask me how many legs I've broke uh, because I'd be so slow. That's what you'll ask me. I'm sure we won't. And, you know, the new year's coming up as well. Um, So uh, Villa Running Club are um, working with the Villa Foundation. Mm -hmm. Going into the new year, um, looking at wellbeing initiatives and um, trying to work on on helping people within the fan base get into uh, running, for instance. But I, I know some of the other tangents that they want to go off on are, are walking, because um, even like a nice good long distance walk, and there's plenty of lovely countryside near you as well. So you can go out and have a nice walk and, and a cycling one, perhaps. So there's, there's lots in the pipeline, um, but particularly in the new year, um, things like couch to 5k, really great start. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's a great plan and it's structured and uh, sets achievable goals to, to help people get to that first sort of big milestone, which is a 5k. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's 5,000 meters. 5,000 meters. It is exactly half the distance though for the festive dash. That's exactly right. Yes. Great segue. You should be doing my job. You should be doing my job. And you did. You you've you've signed up for the Festive Dash and you have a um you have a link, donation link for the Festive Dash. And all money is obviously going towards uh, I think it's the Aston Villa Foundation, isn't it? It is. Yeah, so obviously we all know that the Aston Villa Foundation does a lot of amazing work in the local community in and around Birmingham on behalf of the club and and in particular uh, with homeless charities and yes. food banks and, and people that generally need need a helping hand. Um, so it's all for a really great cause. Now, initially, when I set up my page, knowing that we're this close to Christmas, I, I only put a small target. I put, I put £50 down. I thought if 10 people could give me a fiver, I'd be made up. And I've completely smashed that target so far. And I've not even done it yet. That's next Sunday. Yeah, um, don't have to do it. No, you have to reach your target. Just don't do it. Grand. I've got to. I've got to. And every every each leg of my one in in some sort of uh, Aston Villa gear. So, um, but I've 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 set mine up to be uh, a 10k run, followed by a 10k hike, followed by a 10k cycle, all on the same day, one after the other. Um, so I hope to do everyone proud. And, and I'm absolutely you will and you'll have to you'll have to post the post the social media you know and get look you never know you might even inspire a little grinch a little running grinch like me to get out and try to pound I like my whole idea is that i played four different sports for nearly 20 years and 
I, yeah, all I think back to is how how wet did I get playing all those sports over twenty years? And then I'm going, maybe my bones need to dry out now. That's so I definitely haven't put on weight anyway. It's just that my bones still need to dry out. That's what it is. Skin is waterproof. That's a poor excuse. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laminate myself. Yeah, that's. <laughs> But no, fair play to you. You know, you're running 10K, walking 10K and cycling 10K. Uh, um, and, and that's, look, that that's absolutely fantastic. And, and you're going doing it next Sunday, the 13th of December. So after the Wolves game, you'll be uh, the, the Sunday after the Wolves game. And guys, yeah. I'm going to share out the link for... Um, for Danny's, uh, for Danny's uh, Virgin Money Giving page the, there as well. I'll share it with the podcast too, because look, it's going to the Aston Villa Foundation. Um, we know that the people are, more people than maybe want to, will be relying on the Aston Villa Foundation over the coming weeks, days and months. Um, as I say, there is light at the end of the tunnel with this horrible, horrible pandemic. But, um, you know, even though I'm not living in the UK, it would still break my heart to know that anybody in around the Birmingham area is struggling for for basic things that I'm lucky enough to have. So I've donated, and and I hope that a lot of you guys will will uh, will help out if you haven't done so already, and uh, do it for a good cause because it's a uh, it's it is fantastic to see, and it's fantastic to be part and to I suppose to to have that link from the club. To, to helping the greater good within the area because um you know it's uh it's 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 the measure of the family run and and, and the, the community run club that we have and something to be very proud of I think it's something for you to be very proud of to 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 take on the 10k the three different 10ks you know in in the space of one day so so fair play to you Oh, do you know, Neil, honestly, thank you so much for your donation. And and so all the other people that have already donated, I can't explain how humbled I am. Um particularly is it's been a testing year for a lot of people um and and how proud I feel to be associated to Aston Villa Football Club when I've seen the amount of donations that have come in particularly from people that have never met me personally either um it's it's just a testimony to to how wonderful as you said um and our, our club is and how community-based and, and the huge family feels so um yeah I hope to stay everyone proud and hope to make a few more donations to go towards the the foundation i'm 100 percent you will everything you've done even the amount you've raised so far i'm sure is going to make a massive difference to people's lives as well so fantastic and fair play for for that as well and uh we look out for it in social media anyway there might be, there'll be i'm sure there'll be some updates from the day itself so it's going to be fantastic um danny thank you so much for coming on as i say should be watching aston villa versus newcastle uh, we should be seeing var probably screw us over at the moment but <laughs> instead of feeling kind of aggrieved and victimized by uh, a line drawn on a screen i'm delighted to be able to talk to you tonight i'm delighted to have spent the last jesus i think it, i said to you 15 minutes and we're 48 minutes i can see oh, here now chatting so it's a uh, it, it. It's been it's been a lot better than uh, than than thinking about um, how I'm going to try and have a chance meeting with Mike Riley to tell him exactly how I feel about VAR. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you so much for for agreeing to come on. Um, 
Danny, do you want to share your so so Danny's Twitter page is at beds underscore villa fan as well, just in case uh, you want to pop on there now before I put it up on Twitter and you want to give uh, give, give somebody or give a donation so you'll be able to find it. It's pinned to the top there, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it, Danny? It's pinned to the very top. I did pin it, yeah. So um, it's at beds underscore villa fan. It's yes. not that I'm a big fan of beds, it's I live in Bedfordshire, so <laughs> that's that's what that one's about <laughs> so, so yeah it's pinned to the top of my profile and if you don't want to follow me but you like running then uh villa running club is at running villa mm-hmm. so she runs villa yeah that's why i thought she was maybe some executive <laughs> yeah. and uh look even if it's for shits and giggles i'll get in contact with you i'll get the strava and next time i'm uh i may be feeling less less full is what I'm going to call it. I, I might try and give it or give given a run just to just to prove that what I'm saying isn't all uh, hyperbole. I'm going to run. It's, uh... Actually, I'm going to get you out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, if if you can, you'll have done what others couldn't. So. <laughs> But I feel like I've made a commitment now, so I might actually have to do it. <laughs> I've made a commitment to, to to the millions of listeners to this podcast, the absolute millions of them that listen to this podcast. I've made a commitment. So, yeah, I, the, the next time I'm feeling less full, as I say, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shout because it is something, I suppose, um, that, that everybody should do. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of jest. I, I do run and I'm not as portly as I let on to be. Not really. Anyway. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Put it this way, I don't. I didn't have to size up for the jerseys this year. Yeah. So well, there we go. <laughs> Boost to the self confidence. Um. <laughs> and you know what? If you're running, you could always put on a really decent podcast. I've heard that for the Liverpool Marauders, a really good one. Yeah, um, yeah. You just can't do. understand what they say. I can't understand their accents, Danny. I just can't understand their accents, those two Irish guys. Don't know what it is. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> those Dorset towns in Neil Talk about Aston Villa. What's not to love? Yeah, it's like you were like gargling, yeah, like gargling some Jemison whiskey. That's what we sound like. Like right, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Daddy, listen, thank you so much for popping on. As I say, I wish you all the best in your run and uh, you know, and everything with with, uh, with the Villa Foundation. Hopefully, when we get back into Villa Park, I'll stay in contact. And I hope you stay in contact too. When we get back into Villa Park, we'll cheers. We'll have a point together, and everything will be fantastic. And hopefully, we uh, we 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 meet up for that and. Um, Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Hopefully before the end, before the end of this year, it would be fantastic if, if, if it happens. Absolutely. I'd love to get you to be introduced to the rest of the Bedford Lions. Oh, 100%. I want to meet as many Villa fans as I can uh, when I get over to Villa Park. So... As I said, Danny, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much to everybody for listening to the podcast. As I say, you can follow Danny on at beds underscore villa fan, um, and you'll be able to see her uh, donation page there as well, pinned to the top of her Twitter page. Our own uh, podcast is at Love McGraw Pod, and you can follow Paddy, who isn't here tonight. You can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy uh, for all your VAR, um, for all your VAR, uh, I suppose, masochism. Uh, if that's the word that you want to use for it but uh thanks as i say to everybody for listening it's uh we've only got what what day is today today's friday we've got another eight days to wait before aston villa so we can kick back this week hopefully the results go our way and uh we'll be in a good position for a little derby game against wolves next week and all that's left to say is up the villa up the villa
Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.